if the only thing we can control as a parent is the way we behave, then we have to measure our success based on the way we're behaving as a parent. You're listening to the Connected Parenting Minute with Will and Carrie Ann Sandfest. This podcast is a conversation about parenting using connection first, trauma-informed principles. Because when you lead with connection, everyone feels seen, which is the foundation to a more peaceful home. This podcast reminds you that you don't have to be a perfect parent, but we can all get a little better, one connected parenting minute at a time. Welcome back to the podcast. My name is Will Sandfest, and I am so happy that you've chosen to join us today. Joining me this evening is my lovely wife, Carrie Ann. Hey, guys. So, Carrie Ann, I'm happy to be recording season two with you. I am super excited to share some of these episodes. There's some really good stuff we've got coming. So, before I get carried away talking about other stuff, though, let's jump into tonight's topic. Absolutely. Tonight, I got like super jazzed about this. I, I'll be honest, sitting down and recording tonight was not on my my to-do list. We, we spent like seven and a half hours in the car driving home from visiting family. It, it, was a, it was a little bit of a trying day. It's been a long day. It has been a very long day. But when I came up to the studio and I was just looking around and started looking at our topic, I just started all these ideas starting to pop and was very excited to share it with you. So we'll jump into it. Uh, tonight, we're going to talk about how do we measure success as a parent? Ooh. Yes. Say, I, that, say that again. How do we measure success as a parent? Mm-hmm. I think that this topic was, it was really what I needed tonight. So after, you know, lots of different things happening in the car and... Wait, wait, wait you're saying that driving home for seven and a half hours in a van with six children, six of our eight, we have eight. Right. With six of our children led you to question some of your parenting choices. Hi, <laughs> there were a few moments today. I'll, I'll be honest that it was not my favorite thing. It just happens sometimes at the end of a very long little, well. It was a, it was a nice trip, but it was, it was, it a, was working a lot of work. Tri- it was, it a, was working a working trip. trip. Split and stacked 10 cords of woods, wood for our, uh, for your brother. Yep. And it, it was a good experience for the kids. It was, it was fun great. to help out family, yeah. but it was tiring and. It was a lot of work. Everybody little, was tired. A little tired, a little edgy, a little grumpy. So anyway, um. But yeah, I think this is a great conversation to have because when we really think about it, a lot of times we have this like mentality in our mind of what success looks like for being a parent. And a lot of times those aren't very defined. Yeah, it's kind of vague. It's kind of vague. Yeah. And unless if we actually start to talk about, well, what is success in parentheses? What does it actually mean? For us and for our kids, because a lot of times we bring our own personal experiences into that, how we were raised, different things that we see. Things things we experienced growing up, Mm -hmm. you know, if a teacher or a youth leader or an aunt or an uncle, a grandparent said Mm -hmm. something to you at one point in time. Like, it's funny how those the right thing or maybe the wrong thing said at the at the exact time, like, can just stick with you for years. Yeah, it really can. And so we're going to just dive into that tonight a little bit and talk about, you know, good ways, bad ways. But just talking about that, you know, when we were talking beforehand, before we sat down and started recording, we made, I made the comment of there, there was a saying and I'm like, well, where does that saying come from? I was like, if you're aiming at nothing, you'll hit it every time. 
Mm-hmm. And I think that goes both in the way of, you know, having this mindset of success and not really defining it. Yeah. You're always going to miss it, right? Sure. When we don't take that time to, to put it together and to actually think what that means for us. I, I just think it sets our kids up for failure. It sets ourselves up for feeling like failures. Yeah. A lack of clarity sets yourself up for disappointment, frustration, all those things. All right. So we're going to jump in to point number one. And tonight that is really asking yourself, why do I parent the way that I do? And what goes into that? Like that success piece? What are the things behind the thing? And that's going to look different for everybody, right? Yeah, yeah. But some of the things that I that came to my mind is sometimes we parent because of what other people say or what other people think about how we parent our kids. Again, a sideways comment from a grandparent. When your kid is melting down, mm. just put that kid in their place. or Right? Yeah, I mean, we come up with all these Somebody doesn't even have to say anything, but it can be that look or especially when you have young kids and you're kind of hypersensitive because you really don't know what you're doing anyway. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you you see somebody or you hear somebody offhandedly make a comment about either somebody else or whatever, and then it sticks in your mind. Yeah. And so, you know, you start parenting in this way. Oh, so-and-so's child was so awful. Can you believe they did that? Right. And you're just... If hearing somebody else say that, like it can stick with you and become this kind of negative soundtrack, this, this repeated repetitive thought in the back of your mind that kind of drives some of your behavior in a kind of an icky way, honestly. Right. And it may not even be intended that way, but. Oh no. Yeah. Most of those comments are pretty, I, I sh- I'm not trying to villainize grandparents here. No, no. <laughs> they're pretty innocuous comments or they're meant innocuously. Right. But it's, they have a funny way of sticking with you. Yes, they do. You have to start asking yourself, okay, well, why do I parent the way that I do? And one of the other ways that I really thought about this is how have I judged other parents in situations? Right. Yeah. I mean, that one really gets to me because of course, before we had kids or everybody's a perfect parent before they have children, right? Exactly. You know, you see those parents in the grocery store with their kid melting down or with they're throwing a fit because they want this or, you know, a toy or they want candy or they want a video game. And, and you go, oh my gosh, I'm never going to let my kid do that. Yeah. Oh yeah. And you're superior. I'm clearly the greatest parent that's ever been. I don't actually have any children and I never actually done this. Right. But clearly I was raised as a child once. I know how to parent. Exactly. And so then later when you have kids, you're like, when your kid is is doing that thing, you're like, oh, I, I said I would never let this happen. And all your focus is on making sure that behavior doesn't come across like you perceive someone else's kid's behavior come across. And this is getting really complicated. But what I'm trying to say is you're not parenting the kid in front of you. You're parenting to what you what other people are thinking of you. What you what you think other people are thinking exactly. of you. No one's actually saying it to you. There may be some people thinking yeah, this. Yeah, there might be sometimes people. <laughs> but again, no one's saying anything to you. Mm-hmm. And these are people you will never talk to again or see likely. Right. And so in that moment, you know, you're, you're defining success by whether or not your kid is acting this particular way. Whether you're impressing people you know, you'll never meet. Right. Exactly. And so on a side note, 
I personally go up to those moms whose kids are screaming in the grocery store and like tap her on the shoulder and be like, you are a good mom. You're doing a good job. And normally I kind of get these half like looks or whatever. And I don't care. You know, I, I just walk away, but I see that. And so I, I've been there so many times. So trying to just put a little, encourage, little encouragement encourage other moms, there in the world. Like yep. seriously. Anyway, that is point number one. Ask yourself, why do I parent the way that I do? That's good. So before we jump into point number two, and have a quick break with a message from the sponsor of today's episode. Hey, Will, you know what makes me an even better parent than just listening to our podcast? What's that, Carrie Ann? Coffee. Oh, absolutely. You are so right. And our listeners are in luck because we are doing a review giveaway. We are giving away coffee to you, the loyal listener. All you have to do to enter is leave a review of our podcast on whatever platform you're listening to. Take a screenshot of that review and send it to us at connectedparentingminute at gmail.com. On December 15th, we'll pick five lucky winners to receive a Starbucks gift card worth coffee and maybe a little snack. Enter today. And now back to the show. Okay, so point number one was ask yourself, why do I parent the way I do? Point number two is that we can't use our children's behavior as a measure of our success. Oof. Ouch. Now that's really hard. It's really hard. Because in all actuality, like your child's like the product, so to speak, of your parenting, right? Yeah. I yeah. mean, like, how else are you supposed to measure success? It sure feels like that. It really does. And I think a lot of times we get into this mindset of, well, if I parent my child well, I'll have a good kid. No, we, we say if we if I parent my child perfectly, I will have the perfect child. Like, oh. let's, let's be honest okay. of how, yes. at least how my mind works. That is true. Now, I mean, this doesn't even branch out into the whole foster and adoption world. And so a lot of this applies. But when you have kid from day one or, you know, minus zero, nine months or whatever, you think, well, I can do everything and get it all right. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not really how it works. No, because the problem is, is your child is a person. And you are a person. You're both able to make your own thoughts and decisions and failures and successes and everything else in between. Right. It makes me think of this like graph. You know, you think of like growth as a start at point A and you slowly start going up and, you know, like that growth chart, whereas like your kids start getting taller and weighing more and you know you you want to get this nice slow arch that goes up to their like appropriate weight and height and everything like that Mm -hmm. so that's how we think of growth but actually growth is you know it spikes up and it dips way down and then it takes a couple loop-de-loops and then like it goes over here and then it's going backwards and then you know and so you get this really squiggly line because we're human and Mm -hmm. We learn things sometimes really fast, sometimes really slow. And so we have to like take into account that there is going to be this, sometimes we might not see growth at all in our kids. And that's okay. And that's okay. But in the moment, it doesn't feel okay. You feel like the world is ending. (laughs) But again, even if you're not seeing growth in your child, that doesn't mean that you're failing as a parent. No. And actually, I I actually do want to touch on the adoptive and foster thing for a second because I feel like it highlights... It highlights more, it's something that as we're adoptive and foster parents, when we've done a lot of that, and when you are an adoptive parent or a foster parent who's raising a child who did not, was not born to you, 
you kind of come face to face with the fact this child has, has had experiences and has been raised by people and interacted with people that you don't know, that you haven't met, that you don't understand all of the history that's going on there. And so it kind of forces you to contend with the fact that, well, I can't parent them perfectly from the moment they were conceived until the moment that they leave my home. So therefore, I probably can't expect a perfect result. I mean, let's be honest, some of us still expect a perfect result. Right. But, you know, it forces you to kind of come to terms with the fact that you can't control every single environment, every single variable in your child's environment. Mm-hmm. And that there are other people and other situations and other experiences they've had that are outside of your home and outside of your control. Yep. And it just highlights that those things influence and affect our children and our children make choices in all of that. Mm -hmm. And then bringing that back even to our biological children, you know what? Our biological children have interactions and relationships and experiences outside of our home that we don't control. Right. And so I feel like being an adoptive parent, I'm forced to come to the terms of the fact that I can't control a child. Mm -hmm. I can't. There's nothing I can do. You know, any fear and manipulation are not things I want to teach my child as a healthy, as a healthy pattern for parenting. Right. right? Mm -hmm. Just coming to terms with what that means as a parent is important. Right. It really is. And I think that's probably one of the things that has really accelerated my growth in seeing that aspect of our kids is that we really don't have the control that we, you know, assume that we have or perceive that we have. Because for so long, we control every aspect of, you know, a little baby's life and mm-hmm. just gets more and more. And we kind of miss that part where, oh, right, you know, there's a toddler who is a tantrum right now because they want something that I'm saying no to. But you just forget that piece of like they are their own person and they are, you know, it's just it's hard to imagine. And so when we did have kids come in to our home that weren't born to us and I just we had to learn their who they were mm-hmm. from, you know, from right then. And we don't tend to do that with kids that were born to us. Well, and I think there's a blind spot that we have to kids that were born for us, to us is that we've seen them as so little mm-hmm. that it's easy to not see them that they've grown. Right. It, yep. It's easy to picture your 11 or 12 year old as still needing you to do everything for them. For them. And, that's, and that's not who they are, not where they are anymore. Right. And so, you know, it's just something that you have to keep working at and growing at, right? Because everybody's growing, but taking that time to see kids for where they're at. But that talks about, too, to the fact that we can look at our children over a period of time to see their growth. Yeah, and that's important. And that's important to reflect over that because it might be two steps forward, eight steps back, but over time. There is growth and, and taking time to evaluate that and look back over that. So it's not a measure of your success, but reflecting on their growth can be an encouragement because you say, well, last year, remember they were doing this and they don't do that anymore. Wow. That's which, amazing. Which is so easy to forget. Yes. It really is. Truly. I mean, there, especially when, especially with whichever kiddo it is that you're having a hard time with right now, you're struggling with a behavior or some expectations or whatever. Being able to go back six months or a year and honestly remember where they were at with that same behavior, it, it causes you to say, oh, no, they, they are better. Not quite where they need to be. Mm-hmm. And we can help them with that. But I can maybe speak some positivity into them of, you know what, you're doing so much better. I'm really proud that you've done 
you've mastered this part of getting ready in the morning or that you're taking care of your homework now on your own. Whatever piece it is, speaking that positivity in and recognizing those good things in them is really affirming and really helps them continue to grow and not be discouraged. Yeah. I was reading a book this weekend talking about how a lot of us feel like we're not good enough. Mm-hmm. And it kind of comes back to that kind of that father wound or that parental wound of always the kids always feeling criticized and not good enough. And the more we can call out those successes that they're having as kiddos, the more we build them up and help them continue to grow and move forward. Yeah. So, Will, I really have to ask, how do we measure success as a parent? Well, point number three, the way we should measure success as a parent is in our own growth, in our own behavior. The way we act as a parent is the only thing we can control. Yes. And so if the only thing we can control as a parent is the way we behave, then we have to measure our success based on the way we're behaving as a parent. Oh, man, that's so good. It really truly is, though. I mean, you know, we talk about looking back over our kids growth over the past year or, you know, notice things that are struggling, our, our kids are struggling with and maybe they've gotten a little better or maybe they speak kinder to their younger sibling. But reflecting on those, I think that's important to reflect on on ourselves too. Yes. Just talking about it right now, I think back to maybe sometimes when one of our kiddos would be melting down and I would just get frustrated and like, I'm like, well, if I get bigger, they're going to get smaller and, you know, they'll stop the behavior. But now I'll stop and be like, all right, I can, I can maintain my calm. And I know that this child eventually will come back to calm with me. They will, they will, I I can be their co-regulator and they can do it. I've seen it. You can model how you're supposed to react in a stressful situation to your child. And, but knowing that and practicing it over and over and over again, you know, Mm -hmm. not perfect, but definitely way better than I, you know, I can see growth over time. And so looking at that, it's been fun to see I'm like, yeah, now this is with one child. I have other children I'm still working a lot on. Because it's different. Because it's different for different kids. That's an important point to remember, too, is that our each of our relationships with each of our kids is different, too. Mm-hmm. And so it's not just we've achieved the perfect relationship with child number two, who were success as a parent forever. It's like, wait, we've got seven other children we got to work on, <laughs> oh boy. you know, but it's, it's something I think to be honest, to re- realize that each of our kid needs something a little different from us, mm-hmm. you know? And so parenting child number five, the way that I parent child number two versus the way I parent child number three isn't fair to any of them. Mm-hmm. And it might be working for one of them, but it's not working for the other two. Right. And so that, that success as a parent is all about how I behave and how I'm interacting and how I'm being the calm one, being the one who's modeling good behaviors, being the one who's encouraging, building up our kiddos. If you really think about it too, as we are recognizing that and measuring our success and how we're growing and how we are learning to be better parents, how we're learning to interact with each of our kids differently, loving them equally, but you know, interacting with them the way that they need, we're also modeling for them good patterns of behavior. You know, I I recognize that there, I've heard people say, well, this is just the way that I am. And yes, there is an element that we need to recognize that we're made a certain way. 
And there's things about ourselves that we can't necessarily change. You know, you can't change how tall you are. You can't change, you know, and, and being comfortable in that, but recognizing that we can still grow because we can always grow. And I think that's the biggest, one of the biggest things I want to teach our kids is that there's always new things you can learn. There's always new ways you can apply wisdom to your life that you can change how you interact with people, that you can love people better. And in modeling that for my Mm -hmm. kids is such a gift. It is. I mean, it it really is. And taking that a step further, you can't change how your parents raised you. Mm -mm. You can't change your experiences, you know, where you grew up, how you grew up. You can't change any of those things, but you can't let that define you either. Right. That doesn't limit you. Believing that you have the ability to grow and change, having a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset mm-hmm. really opens a world of possibilities, both for us as parents and for our children, which comes from a great book called Mindsets by Carol Dwick. You should read it if you're a parent. It's fabulous. But this idea of a growth mindset, just believing that we can continue to grow and challenge and learn more is it's so powerful. It's really a fantastic book. It really, I mean, that mentality is just so important. I think I was having a conversation with a young adult this past summer and I just, I was telling her and I was like, you know what? I just want to keep learning to the day that I die. Like I never want to stop learning and growing. And she was like, oh, that's a really good idea. I was like, okay, yeah. No, I'm I'm good with that. (laughs) So it's, this has been a fun conversation. It is. Should we recap really quick? We should definitely recap. Go back through our three main points here. Our three main points. So point number one is ask yourself why I parent the way that I do and how do I define success as a parent? And the follow-up question to that is, am I okay with that? Yeah. Right? I mean, once, once you say that out loud or write it down or discuss it with your significant other, look at it and... In the light of day, am I okay with defining this as success? Is that what I want? Do I think that's reasonable? Do I think that that is fair? Do I think that is things that I want to instill in my kids? Yeah. Point number two. Is we can't use our children's behavior as a measure. As tempting as it is, whether our children do good things or not so good things sometimes. Whether they go to college or whether they stay at home for many, many years or any of those things. We can't let that define our parenting skills. We need to look, I mean, if you really think about it, how many times do you, well, this might not be a fair question, but how many times do you go, well, I made that decision and it's all my parents' fault. Like sometimes people do that. People, it's easy for people to do that. But if you're, if you're a grown adult, you should be able to acknowledge that you do have free will and you are capable of making your own decisions. Exactly. All right. And point number three, how do we define our success as parents, Will? We need to measure success as a parent by our own personal growth and our behaviors. Yeah. We believe you can do it, guys. We do. And again, we never want you to come out of this episode feeling beaten down or sad. This is an encouragement. We are in this with you. We struggle with this. Just like anybody else does. Constantly. <laughs> and we're just here to share share with you things and perspectives and ideas and concepts that have helped us and really encouraged us over the years. So thank you for joining us tonight. As always, reach out uh, via email or any of the other methods we've got on our website. 
contact us if you've got questions, if you have suggestions for a future episode, or if you just want to chat about a situation you got going on at home. We'd love to we'd love to to give you our thoughts and to share with you. Absolutely. So before we go, we want to remind you. You don't have to be a perfect parent. But we can all get a little bit better. One connected parenting minute at a time. Thank you so much for listening to my mom and dad's podcast. It means a lot to me. Make sure to like and subscribe on the way out. For more parenting tips or to connect with us, check out the Connected Parenting Minute on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can send us an email using connectedparentingminute at gmail.com.